o kia ora tātou, um, anaia hau ki te taha o Awhina Muru Painga, no te Pākehi o Fatu Creative. So we're here for another episode of our kōnei kōrero ki Matatini um, with an amazing Pākehi business owner, um, Awhina. So kia ora e hoa, welcome. Welcome, why don't you go ahead and do a little um, mihi to the people uh, listening, our thousands of listeners. <laughs> Tēnā koutou katoa, uh, ko ai tēnei, ko Awhina Murupainga tōku ingoa, uh, he uri uh, no te hiku o te kā Māui, uh, no ngā iwi o ngā tikuri, te rarawa ngā tikahu uh, me ngā puhi nui tonu, uh, i pakeke mai au ki te uru o Tāmaki, uh, i tupu ake au ki ngā marae o te taone nei, uh, i kuraina ki te kura kaupapa Māori, uh, ki te ahurutanga o te ahomatua, uh, uh, I pakeke haereo, i akurua te kau, uh, i hunuku au ki te kainga, uh, i kiana ko ahipara, uh, e noho ana i raro i te marutanga o te arawairua, uh, ka mutu he whare taonga tā mātou, ko te whare whiri toi tērā, uh, e noho ana ki tō mātou marae o Roma ki ahipara. Nō reira nā tērā kaupapa i um, karanga mai kia hoki ki te kāinga, nā aku mahi reira uh, ka timata taku pakihi, uh, Fatu Creative. So, kia ora everybody, I'm Afina, um, born and bred in West Auckland, um, Te reo Māori was my first language at Punareo, Kura Kaupapa. I uh, lived um, as Māori of a life as you can in the city. Uh, grew up going to Mauraka, Wānanga, weaving Wānanga, Kapahaka Wānanga. And I guess I didn't realise that most Māori tamariki didn't have lives like we did. Um, and my parents were also kind of pioneering Māori mental health. So this is in the 90s. And um, so, yeah, we just grew up as um, modern Māori tamariki. And um, in my mid-twenties, I had worked in the film industry for a decade and I wanted a new challenge. So um, I gave up that mahi and um, at the same time, I was asked to move home to Ahipara to run an art gallery te whare whiritoi at my marae Roma. Um, and yeah, so I've done that for the last nine years. Um, and basically we're a gallery that promotes our natural resources uh, in Te Huku o Te Ika. Uh, we main, mainly run workshops around weaving um, and through, through our mahi we've sort of started to host tourists before this pre-COVID, uh, running workshops um, in our hapuri and it was all those experiences that made me want to start my pakehi, Fatu. I wanted to grow more Māori art exhibitions, workshops in our takiwa o te hiko o te ika, uh, but then COVID happened, so I had to pivot. Yeah. Everyone had to pivot, yeah. and I um, was working on this product idea. I'd done the kahau i te ao e-commerce course that gave me the life hacks. Shout out to Travis. I and um, yeah, applied them and it converted into putia. And so through our product, which is the Tuku Tuku Toy Kit, um, it's really grown our brand. So although I started it as, as a service kind of for Karo, 
went to the product. Um, it has really grown our brand through social media, through the Kumara vine. It's very small, hapuri, I guess, te iwi Māori. Um, and I think the timing was good. We were looking for quality ways to whakawhanaunga tanga mm. when we can't do it kanohi ki te kanohi. Uh, so it was, it was a way that people could feel Māori at home. Yeah. It, was, it came in a box with all the instructions. Whānau were Zooming together to do their mahi together Eish. between Aotearoa and Australia. Yeah. And um, they were having picnics in Auckland, you know, yeah. in the picnic. Time. It's a good picnic. Yes, I had the row with me and I was facilitating all this Fanonga Tanga, you know, mm. and these are all the byproducts of our product. Yeah. Um, you know, you're sort of just trying to make a toy kit, something that I hadn't really seen before. And then, but then it's just become so much more than that. And so it was perfect timing to launch, you know. Um, we sold out pretty fast and um, Fano were making these beautiful mahi. And then, like post COVID, it's like, uh, being used to still bring our people together, our iwirunanga, our social services and DHBs, buy them in bulk. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, do um, like sort of PLD at mahi or um, giving them away to their um, iwi members and things like that. And like, you know, I would never have known that there was so that many possible, eh? opportunities just from that one product. And um, so, yeah, they, that's probably something we've done really well is just yeah. having a real simple product and sticking with one. Yeah. I have, I'm a creative and I yeah. have about 100 ideas yeah, that I want to do yesterday. Do. Uh, but sticking with one, I think, is why we've done really well. Um, and our brand's grown really well because you know, they can Did you notice. stick with one on purpose or did it just yes, happen because yes, that's yes, the capacity um, you had? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Capacity, and um, it was sort of what we were taught in kahal. You know, yeah. don't chase those shiny white rabbits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Like, yeah, that's how I got and here. Because you, you cracked it. I remember seeing you get an award during that kahal yes. um, program that you did. Yeah, I think uh, we had like um, six figures. Yeah, in, like, in twelve weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. main, eh? Like, of something that, money that something like that may seem so simple and humble. Um, definitely, especially yeah, out of our rural out home there. in the far north. Yeah. Um, and so what I love is that I went home to serve my people and they gave me all this mātauranga that I can now capitalise on mm. with their support. Yeah. So I don't know if people know, but mātauranga Māori is a real taonga to our people. Mm. And I know that when we start to monetize our culture, we get a bit cautious, weary, those types of things, because we get unsure of yeah. where, which hands it will end up in. We've seen a lot of misappropriation overseas, you know, those types of whakaro. Yep. And, um, but for us, it's been all good. What you know? type of, like, have you had any people challenge you in, in that kaupapa about... Who do you think you are doing this, or you're selling off our mato? I don't or? think so. I like I haven't actually had that many. It yeah. was actually one of my biggest fears why I had never launched before. Yes, like I had this huge fear I that the Kiwi Māori is gonna slam me. Yeah, and um, in reality, and not even. nah, nah, definitely. I think our price point's quite high for a lot of Fano Māori, so that can be hard to deal with. But like, I'm lucky that. A lot of services buy them in bulk to yeah. give away. Yeah, perfect. You know, and so and then I also get funding so I can run workshops in Marae because mm. I love to 
give back where I got my mātauranga. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So what has been your probably your biggest challenge? Being scaling a business up, owner. Keeping up and scaling yeah. up. Um, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to go from a couple Is it of like you had heaps a uh, couple of thousand? Yeah. So you manufacture in Aotearoa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I know here. the. Um, yeah, we yeah we assemble it all ourselves. So, but we get it from all, all over. Yeah. Um, Aotearoa. We used to get it all from Aotearoa, and then um, yeah, they just stopped answering us, so we had to look overseas. Yeah. Um, so she wants to start to scale, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think they helped us at the start because they just thought, oh yeah, little pucky. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then our numbers were just rapidly okay. We need two hundred, and they're like, what? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the quality was dropping like yeah. in the production. So yeah, and then they ignored us. So yeah, um, their loss, I guess. No, um, and so yeah, it's cool being at Matatini and meeting everybody who've done like one, two, three, and then they're like, okay, when are you going to do the next side? Yeah, up? yeah, yeah. And, and so it's really important to be here so you can have that kanohi kite kanohi korero and you know fix all those little pain points that yeah. they've gone through and hear you know yeah. hear about them because i know you did your first iteration and then you've redesigned your product a little bit you're your second one like tell us a bit about that process like how you how you got what feedback on how to yeah. improve and yep. So our first one, like, yeah, nobody took us seriously. We were nobody. We had no putia. And then we just got through to this one person on the phone one day. And mm. so, yeah, we found someone to make a board. And But when you're inventing a new product and you don't have time to test it for two years before you <laughs> release it, and you know you don't really know the, the pain points of yeah. the product. So after a few months, it was um, we realised that the board was chipping mm. um, and that the aho wasn't enough for some beginners yeah and so yeah now we have um a ply board which doesn't chip at all um it doesn't have dust our last board was a particle board but mm. I, what i did like about that board is that it had this high gloss black finish and i knew that when whenever i wanted to do a product i really wanted a high end yeah like, finish good feels good yeah product i just didn't want to uh, you know, I just wanted to put a lot of effort into all the details, and um, so I liked the black gloss board for our launch. You know, mm. like I didn't know that it'll chip at the yeah. time, but you know, over time, yeah, that's a cool way to see too your like first release, like it's yeah. really shiny, and you know, I can. And the reality it, is, yeah. you just got to start, eh? You Definitely. can't wait for it all to be perfect. And I, I would have, I would have yeah. waited to, for everything to be perfect. Yeah, because I'm that type of person. Yeah, and I released with no website mm. on a Google form yeah. and sold out in one hour. Like, and I've never ever beaten yeah. that, that sales. Give us some marketing tips. Marketing. How I did you? How did you actually sell out? Who did you really tell? No, because like you know they say, they were saying on Kahal that oh usually all your fun and friends and I was like, nah, my fun and friends must out. You yeah. know, they missed out, and so I had to deal with that plaque of yeah. them missing out. I was like, oh, well, I gave you the time. Yeah, I told you, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Instagram, you know, Instagram. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just keep it real. Just yeah. keep it real in the mahi that I do, the kaupapa that I'm part of, and as yeah. a mother, like Pakehi mum. Do you think it was for your existing networks that you already had? Did that help you build yeah, it like, up? Um, I had a huge fear of starting my kaupapa and sharing it with the world. Yeah, yeah. And so, no, nah, we only had a few hundred followers. How did you get over that fear? 
Kahal, kahal. They make he makes you do it. Eh? Change my mindset. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm forced to do these videos every week, and everyone gets hoha about it. And like, why do you do this? Because that is the reality yeah. of running an e-commerce. Party. That is exactly what I did too when I started out. I've been self-employed for seven, coming up to seven years. And when I first started, I just made a challenge to do put some content out every single day until I overcame my fear and overcame my need to make everything perfect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then from then on, it just it doesn't matter. You have waves of feeling a bit shy or what am I up to? Yeah. But really, that fear of probably nothing that yeah. can hold you back, eh? you get rid of that and just go for it. And who cares? You're not going to please everyone anyway. Definitely. Yeah. And it's incredible, like, the engagement and... Um, Recorded all that people share with you, and yeah. so I, I would probably say I share a little bit too much personal information, but then like people they share that, their though. personal information back, yeah. and I was like, wow, and then we're best friends now. Yeah, <laughs> and know? we all know Zay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, wow, this is real life. This is pucky life. Yeah. Like, so it's your full time gig now. Yeah, it's been uh, my full time gig for like four months. Yeah. So I just finished it's my a teaching huge degree. Yeah. yeah. But I was able to um, pay myself a salary after about four months. Like that is Amazing. unheard of, yeah. probably for a lot of startup pakihi. Yeah. Um, it wasn't high amount or anything. Like just what we needed to supplement um, our income, mm. and um, yeah. And able to maintain that over a year later, you yeah. know, so, yeah, Oosh. it's just starting to get kaimahi. Just a natural, like, age, just know? a natural, that's cool, so that's a whole, I'll tell you what, that's a whole other challenge, it but is, it's it cool, is. it's also one of the most rewarding, having awesome people, yeah, and I just um, want to, um, you. you know, as I bring people on, I want to keep them, I want yeah. them to be there, I want them to have buy-in, you yeah. know, I want them to feel valued, um, I want them to bring their, their skills. Pukinga their skills into our pucky, you know, yeah. so that they have, you know, uh, um, a big part of it. You know? So, what's your next product going to be? <sighs> well, of all I your thousands of ideas, so have you got one? I don't have a business plan, but when I first started Butter Creative uh, about over a year and a half ago, I did a coggle brainstorming mm-hmm. map, and I just read it recently, and the Tuku Tuku Toy Kit was my fourth product yeah. idea. And I didn't know that, because yeah. it's been so intense the last year and a half, like, yeah. when you don't stop and reflect, it's really easy to forget, and so yeah, it was listed as number four, and so I had three product ideas, but they weren't uh, viable, mm. they weren't viable, you know, yeah, to make yeah. it and have a salary, yeah. and so that's how I ended up with a Tuku Tuku Toy Kit, um, I don't know which one's going to be the next one, with just release some merch on pre-order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna uh, planning to go to China in the um, in the next couple of months to look at suppliers. Yeah, just to yeah. sort my supply chain out and streamline everything because I really want to wholesale. So yeah. that's sort of the next goal I'm trying to hit. Ooh, awesome yeah. choice. All right, so answer to Matatini. What's it been like? First up, what's it been like um, having a store here? Uh, well, I never uh-uh. really knew, but yeah. man, it's like a dream come true. Yeah. I never knew that I actually always wanted to That's have a shop. Sure, I say. Yeah, I was like a little girl with a you know shop out <laughs> under the house or something. We're talking about that too, you know. And, and so now like, you got to actually work the technology. Oh yeah, and I was like, wow. I never knew that I always wanted to have a shop, you know, until you actually put it together and surreal moments and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, so I grew up going to Matatini with my parents, and you know, just could a Maori life. Um, so 
I am not fit enough to be on that stage anymore. So, you know, <laughs> this is the next best thing, I reckon. Yeah. Having a stall here and um, yeah, just celebrating being Māori. Yeah, that's beautiful. Eh? I'm loving it. I feel like I've used more words in these this last week than I have probably in the last few months because it's just consistent chats with all the awesome yeah, I people been, that are um, um, business owners, people walking through... Whoever, whoever's just coming through, it's mean. Yeah, I, I think I've been even like 50-50 on uh, speaking to your Māori, like all the people mm, are coming up and speaking yeah. Māori, and I love yes, that. Like, bit of a challenge way. at times, but... We yeah, have a laugh in our store because only half of us can call it all, and the other half can't, and so some of us freak out, and the others roll with it, but yeah. it's mean, eh? So, but you haven't had, just had a stall, eh? You've been busy as here. What else have you been up to at Matatini? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was lucky enough to be asked to um, design a smear your mare um, tent here at Te Matatini. Um, so yeah, I was hired by Procare to do that. Um, so it's yeah, I beautiful just, too. Yeah, designed this stall and I designed a tohu, um, a tuku tuku tohu um, that was based off their of their smear your mare tohu. Mm. And um, in their corridor, they talked about the niho tanifa design, which uh, niho is uh, teeth and tanifa are our uh, uh, representation of our leaders. And so, um, yeah, I used the niho tanifa design to um, talk about that kaupapa. And that, like, so the smear your mare um, promotes cervical screening. And so that design's fully appropriate for um, this kaupapa because, um, you know, wahine carry our whare tangata and, you know, they keep our whakapapa lines going. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that was super special kaupapa to be a part of. Um, and then, yeah, we're in the uh, Matapakehi uh, goodie bags. Yeah. And then, yeah, that been networking up there and running the old... Um, Kōrero workshop up there as well yeah. so yeah it's been pretty awesome to yeah just network and meet other Paki Māori. Yeah it's the bomb eh it's the bomb. So what would be like oh no what's your what's your whakaaro on because I know that I've seen on social media and engage in a few kōrero with you but especially your kōrero around um, kōrowai and kākahu which I love I love as someone that's really um, I guess trying to help people get access to the knowledge that you have and correct some some hara or some, I guess, kōrero that's going out there. What's been your whakaro on the kāko and stuff you've been seeing around here at Matatini? Whether in the stalls or on the stages or whatever. Yeah, so um, kākahu is like... Um, in modern times, becoming become our kupu for clothing. But yeah, yeah. In, in our tupuna days, they didn't wear undies and t-shirts. <laughs> and so kākahu comes from the term for our uh, woven cloaks and uh, maro, our, you know, yeah, our different kākahu our clothing items. Mm. And so in our gallery up home in Ahipara, we run a lot of workshops teaching raranga, whatukākahu, tukutuku, uh, actually starting to um, do other workshops outside of the weaving profession as well. Mm. Um, and so one of the biggest probably um, parts of my journey following these weavers has been promoting the real associated with Te Whare Pura, with all the different weaving professions. Mm. And so I organised the 2015 National Weavers Hui at our home in Ahipara mm. and um, was surrounded by 250 master weavers. Wow. It's like the b- b- biggest Māori fashion show at the Pōwhiri and like 200 weavers turn up in these amazing whatu kākahu. Yeah. And um, so I'm just sitting there soaking up the hui 
surrounded by all these weavers and I could and that's when I realized that all these weavers have been holding on to our matauranga with their hands to um, keep our our mahi tupuna alive but they didn't have the language yeah, and yeah. so I just had I don't know I just thought that in my mind that these weavers would have the real that went with it yeah. uh, but these are the things that we lost you know like they worked hard to maintain the techniques and the resources, you know, and their pākorare, but not the language, you know, mm. they were just trying to teach their mokopuna or, you know, their tamaiti, and, uh, but the language was an, an, an important part, and yeah. so because I was raised in te reo Māori, that's where I found a real interest in mm. um, sort of serving our weavers. Mean. I knew that, you know, my natural ability to even pronounce kupu Māori, to understand where these kupu come from, the whakapapa of these kupu, that that's how I could contribute mm. to the revival of our weaving arts. And um, so, yeah, we run Wānanga up home, Whatu Ora, Tuku Atu, Tuku Mai, where we teach the kupu, kupu Māori associated with the techniques, um, with the patterns and designs, mm. um, and how you can tell your story with those designs. Because, um, you know, sometimes things would be made because it was nice looking, copying another design that you're inspired by but no one um, really understood why those yeah. that we've had all, yeah, um, down the generations like yeah. they didn't know what they meant or what the traditional names were or what um, where in the tile these resources patterns you know the like came from and so yeah that's something I'm super passionate about and um, I guess yeah um, along the lines of what you're talking about is that you know through the loss of our real Māori, the um, the weaving terms have been lost as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the biggest um, misrepresentation uh, probably is the kōrowai. Mm. So kōrowai um, has become a generic term for cloaks, Cloak, all yeah. cloaks. And it happened by a non-Māori man, a Pākehā man, mm. sort of popularised this word. Um, to mean cloaks and all cloaks, and uh, but in Te Whare Pura we have heaps of different kinds. We have korowai, we have fatukakahu, kahu huru huru, kaitaka. You know, there's so many different kinds, and they all have different purposes. Yeah, and um, and so I think. What I love about contemporary kōrowai, especially which, um, you know, a lot of contemporary kōrowai these days are sewn feathers. And what I like about, you know, although I might, you know, tohe, uh, um, you know, I might challenge um, these kōrowai, what I like about these um, contemporary kōrowai is that they got us to here. They got us mm. to now where we know more. Mm. And so they served a purpose in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, our, our um, nannies, yeah. koro, our aunties and uncles had nothing. They mm. had no one to draw off, and, but they wanted to represent their, their, their mana Māori at Waitangi. Mm. So they would literally just hand sew a kākahu 
for Waitangi, for the Waka boys, you mm-hmm. know, and it serves such an important purpose in that time. Yeah. But as um, more and more uh, people come through with the traditional knowledge, sharing it with more people, uh, we have to grow with it as mm. well, and yeah. we have to start bringing back I the traditional that. names. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I challenge it, but I really there's a place yeah. for all the contemporary versions of Matauranga Māori. Yeah. There's a place, but there comes a time, mate, as we yeah. sort of all learn more and more yeah. especially from a lot of pukinga Lot of and it's across the board, eh? It's with real, it's with haka, it's with all of that. I think the about the haka R&E, that we learned R&E when R&E I was at all, school. Hey, yeah. and all were not a thing yeah. 30 years ago and now. Exactly, no. yeah. And so it's the same for karo. And so, um, yeah, that's sort of what, what, why I keep encouraging people to use the correct kapu. Yeah. You know, if someone's giving you um, time to share their matauranga, then take it in. And yeah. it's really easy just to adapt, you know, with yeah. the, the new knowledge that's coming through. And it's not new knowledge, it's actually just bringing back the traditional knowledge. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess I've been rolling with these over 60, 70, 80 year olds, you know, the last decade. Mm. And they didn't have te reo Māori at yeah. school. Like, you know, they didn't have that privilege, yeah. but we do. You know, and so, th- uh, yeah, so that's why I yeah, continue to speak for my weavers, pa- yeah, basically. it's yeah. beautiful. I feel like I just got heaps off you just in that little corridor. So thank you for that and for holding that matauranga and sharing that and helping not so much keep people to account, but increase our learning, right, and Definitely. keep moving us forward. Yeah. yeah, or back to go forward. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. but... Huge mahi for you jumping on. I have one more question and then that's us. But, like, what's, like, for you personally and your pake and your whanau, what's your big vision? Uh, my big vi- vision is to have a sustainable pakehi that I can do any toy Māori project I want. Yeah. You know, I want to be self-sufficient, self-funded. Mm. I don't want to rely on the government to revive Māori arts. Know, yes, definitely a place for that pūtia, I like to encourage more coming through, you know, yeah. instead of, yeah, yeah, I like to encourage other people to do it. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to be sustainable, you know, so whether it's selling a product so that I can have the pūtia to run workshops at my marae, yeah. or um, expanding, I'm even interested in ex- exporting, not so much our matauranga Māori, but versions of it. Um, there's a huge appetite for Indigenous made products around the world, you know, and um, what I do know is that all our tohu all link with all our indigenous cultures, Yeah, and so yeah, I'm keen to exchange, you know, find out what your tohu means, what our tohu means, and I bet it's the same, it's the same, you know, like, we got a different name for pātiki, we got a different name for the rākau, but ultimately, yeah, it's the same tāyong, you know, so yeah. And using what you have. Whatever it is from your whenua, from yeah, your area, yeah, from I just your rohe. Sustainable, yeah. pucky that, yeah, I can do the kaupapa that I want to do, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mean. Oh, well, kanui te mikia koe hoa. Thank you so much for, for your korero and joining us. So, I'm um, excited for what's to come as well. I was thinking about what you've been talking about in the mahi that we're up to, and I'm sure at some time when the time was right, our kapa is going to cross even more. Aye, Marika. So, aye. Kapai. Kakite. Kia ora.